podcast in Mindsight, where we discuss our latest thoughts and insights into the world and productivity and many, many more. As always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host Yasin. I'm Elias and let's dive right into this week's episode's topic, which is, well, we were not so sure yet, but <laughs> we have a starting point on where to begin finding our topics, which is Yasin's brain. And not his first, not his third, no, his second brain. <laughs> That's <was> amazing. <laughs> yes, here's my second brain. I mean, we talked about second brains quite a lot in uh, previous episodes, and I think it's quite a well-known concept by now. But if it's not, then just a quick summary of what the second brain is. It's basically a way for you to digitally organize your thoughts and your ideas and quotes or whatever you stum stumble upon and that you find meaningful and that resonates with you and a second brain basically just offers you a place to store all that information um, so that it is easily accessible for you and you can reference it later and don't have to remember all that stuff in your actual first brain um, and yeah whenever we It's don't basically really have what an idea, studying and being a student is all about right <laughs> Right. Because if you can copy, you almost have a 1.0 in your bachelor's. <laughs> <laughs> sure thing, man. <laughs> Gotta aim high. But oh, yeah. uh, whenever we don't really have an idea for an episode topic, we just reference our second brains <laughs> and try, mm. to, try to find some idea or some quote in there that we can talk about so that we can jumpstart the episode. And for this week's episode, we stumbled upon the concept of competition, which is a very broad and vague term, but we're going to see what we're going to do with that. Um, I don't know, man. Do you have any starting What point? was the weirdest competition you ever took part in, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the weirdest competition? <laughs> ah, dude, I have no idea. I don't think I don't I've know, ever some speed drinking game or some some ah, wait, food actually, competition or <laughs> actually actually I remember something and I'm sure you, you're gonna remember that as well. In I think it was 10th grade, we had oh. a little friendly competition between us <laughs> to remember more digits of pi. <laughs> and that was that was quite quite weird. Hurts, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, half of our viewers are gone now because we're such nerds. <laughs> yeah, it was quite... Yeah, man. Those breaks back then, 10th grade. Yeah. We, the only two people left in classroom. <laughs> right. <laughs> Each one filling a sideboard, at the a side of the, the, the blackboard. <laughs> Other people coming back in and are like, What the fuck, guys? Yes. <laughs> Do you have a life? <laughs> that's that's quite kind of a weird competition, yeah. That was quite weird, yes. <laughs> But other than that, uh, I don't really think so. No. Weird competition. No, that that was probably the weirdest. <laughs> but but it it was quite fun. I mean, it was like a friendly competition. But I think we were the only two ones who <laughs> participated in that. <laughs> yes. It was oh, more like man. a fight, right? I don't know. Do you need, <laughs> fight. Do, you need, do you need more than two people for it to be a competition? I don't know. No, no, no. Two people are enough. Per definition. Mm. Although. But you. Sorry, I was out of mic zone right <laughs> But you can also compete with yourself, man. <laughs> Oh, with your past self. I like where this is going. <laughs> nice. Okay, we have a starting point. Competition with yourself or with your past self. You Wasn't should that... file a competition. And uh, now a petition, sorry. <laughs> right. A petition for a competition with yourself. Well, wasn't there a chapter in Jordan Peterson's book, 12 Words for Life, which was compare yourself about to beating who you your own children yesterday. because they <laughs> don't stay silent? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> right. No, no there was there was a rule uh, about compare yourself to who you were yesterday and not to who someone else is today, which is quite a nice concept. Yeah. Nice, nice way to yeah. think about it. Um, but it's real life application 
is much more complex than that <laughs> or at least it's, it's quite hard to implement i think especially in uh, at university or yes i mean even even at high school but i, th- I think at university is uh, quite a bit more intense um, also depending on the subject you study of course but yeah. at least in psychology for example um basically i would say between 90 and 95 percent of people who study psychology had like an amazing a-level grade because otherwise they wouldn't be able to study psychology or in physics mm. usually people who study physics are incredibly smart incredibly in- intelligent and talented and or at least that's what they think when they start out <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> one semester later it may look different and one semester later 30 percent gone <laughs> right but yeah yeah it's it's quite hard to not fall into the trap of comparing yourself to other yeah. people especially if you basically do the same thing i mean if you study the same subject as them in a university and maybe you have similar hobbies and maybe you have similar interests and goals then it's very hard not to compare yourself especially when they seem to be further ahead and seem to have more success quote unquote whatever that means mm. Yeah, man. The best thing to do is never ask about other people's grades. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I mean, we'll see. I'm That's... in the first semester, and we don't really have any grades yet. Oh <laughs> so yeah, we got to see how yeah, the turn out. Nice. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Or at least you can look at the statistics, but you probably shouldn't ask around in your friend circle. <laughs> yeah. Right. But is that is that like a taboo topic in your circle no. of friends at uni? No, not at all. Okay. So you do talk about grades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't usually ask about the grades of other people. Right. Like, okay. Like because because of the the whole rant you were just giving. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But if other people feel feel like they want to talk about that about that with me, then yeah, okay, sure. Let's go ahead. But but the problem, man, um, where I never really found like uh, enjoyment and fun in competitions, um, we can see that, see that very very clearly uh, in the competition for grades, which is, man, I feel like I'm getting reduced at that one only thing there, <laughs> and. Man, people are so much more than their physics grade or or their pi learning competition. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how many digits they know? <laughs> and and still, man, it's. I feel like it's 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 shitty that you need, for example, a good A level grade to get into psychology, and then nobody ever asks about it again. Right, and and that good A level grade doesn't even mean that you're good in psychology. I take psychology as an example right now because it has a uh, how was it called GDA or G- GDP or whatever. Like, yeah, whatever. Like a minimum grade you're required to get to to get in there. Yeah, and 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 so many people only get like good jobs because they have have like nice grades, but. That doesn't mean that they're suitable for that. <laughs> right. Right. And and that's why it also like makes me <laughs> I'm ranting on a bit right now. But that that's that's no worries. I mean I I personally was not that often in a situation like where <laughs> where my grades were not sufficient to get into a, a suitable position and stuff. Um because I was judging <laughs> from all the feedback and stuff i got like usually rather good but it, it kind of hurts me to see that for example other people in in physics in my physics degree right now they don't have they, they are like at the lower end of, of the spectrum of physics grades right and they're applying for working student jobs at different chairs and then the first thing the professors ask is ah oh, yeah what's your grade man <laughs> yeah and then they don't even reply anymore if if you say like oh yeah three point seven or something. <laughs> yeah, sure. And then and it it hurts to see because that person 
probably is an amazing physicist or it depends only on the subject um, if it's not theoretical physics and it's experimental physics then they're great at it but <laughs> nobody seems to care right. about about um how, how good or how, how valuable as a person you really are man and then yeah that that's sure. my problem with competitions at the example of physics grades <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah okay 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 interesting how I, I mean i agree with you obviously and i think yeah it is sad that a lot of people and not even just in university even in high school maybe they don't achieve a certain grade and then can't go on i mean especially in germany it's the, that big discussion and problem that has been going on for years with medicine you know that for medicine mm -hmm. you need like a near perfect a level grade and that many people are very passionate about medicine and would be very suitable for suitable oh god um mm. for being a doctor can't get into medicine or only you know after years of waiting and doing other jobs because they don't have the grade and other people who are very let's say academically smart and successful but don't have any communication skills and any people skills and don't really have what it takes to be a good doctor in that sense i mean maybe they're perfect at learning everything and they have amazing grades even in university and med school but they just lack that human aspect <laughs> and they go on to become then, doctors and what was the name for that wait 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 <laughs> i'd say you don't need um wait, i need to look up that word um, no um amen Ah, oh, yeah, 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 exactly. No, no. Um, <laughs> you don't need communication skills to work in a morgue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, no. It's, that's totally true. And that's also another issue I, I always I seem to see. And it's also like a trap I always try to avoid. Um, in interviews and stuff, um the other thing that people will take very positively is if you're a good talker yeah if you're good at communication and as long as you are like bringing over your points confidently and make it seem smart and stuff it doesn't even have to be like thinking stuff through and and i don't know how you actually work can totally differ from your communication skills <laughs> but if you're good at communicating then people also often tend to fall into the trap of hiring hiring someone that's just a, a good um, talker a good communicator and not someone that's actually suitable for that position like but man what's going on here <laughs> <laughs> um man what's that was that was part also of the book um Thinking fast and slow, Dale, yep. Dale Carnegie. We already talked about that rather often. That actually, man, he often made the mistake of of also hiring some of those good talkers because it felt good. It felt good to um, talk to them. Whereas actually, um, when he when he did like a little list of all the requirements that this position has and gave points into all those categories other candidates were way more suitable but whenever he decided with his gut to take someone who is um yeah who who, who had this good appearance <laughs> um it it often went south let's put it that way <laughs> right like that's that's probably also like the um i don't know whether i'm throwing around random things but isn't that also kind of the reasons why so many um people up in the business hierarchy are kind of uh psychopath or sociopaths or what, what was it <laughs> yeah yeah sociopaths like it it's it, they have a good appearance to the outward but yeah it depends on yeah other factors as well how good you are but yeah that that's a whole whole other run right now we were like stuck at competitions right <laughs> well yeah it's related interviews are also a competition for us uh, for a job right so. absolutely absolutely and i think both extremes are are quite negative i mean if you only hire someone um based on the way 
they appear and they talk and communicate. I mean, it depends. If if it's a sales it's job, a sales then, it's job. Probably, yeah, exactly. right, then it's probably the right fit. But um, if that's your only criteria for a job that doesn't require that at its heart, let's say, if you want to hire the best programmer and you just hire someone because he's he's nice and makes a lot of jokes and is good at talking, then, I mean, maybe he will be, you know, he will be liked and it's going to create a nice atmosphere in the office, but that's not what you hired him for, you know? Yeah. And I mean, obviously, yeah. it would be great to have the best of both worlds, someone both. who's great at yeah. communicating and all that, but also has the hard skills required for that certain job position. But uh, I've I've also witnessed... I also don't want to say that you should hire the complete nerd that is uh, uh, hasn't showered since Christmas and <laughs> is maybe right. great at what he's doing, but yeah, you know, you get it. Yeah, absolutely. And... Also, to to give an example, in uh, I, I've been doing an internship for the last three months at a startup. Oh yeah! And I talked a lot with like the CEO and stuff about um, just about how I can do my work better and just generally life advice and mentoring stuff and all of that. And mm-hmm. he told me that. I mean, we had kind of similar discussion, and he told me that. Uh, because he also worked at IBM and he told me that it's very important to be very good at communication and to be open with people and to be direct and to be able to convey ideas in a in a confident and how would you say convincing manner and sadly to some extent in certain jobs it's really more about again how you appear and how you talk and less about the actual skills you have. Although, I mean, communication is also a skill in itself, and it's a skill you yes, should definitely, definitely. Um, spend time improving on. However, in certain positions, again, if you want to hire the best programmer and he's just good at talking but doesn't actually have any real skills or isn't as good as other candidates, then, you know, that's going to be problematic. But I, I've seen he's in the startup... He's just good at the print statements. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But I've seen in the startup how important it is to communicate. And even... What I, what I learned quite in the beginning is to communicate way more than you would think reasonable. Because in the beginning, I was like, especially like on Slack and stuff, we would communicate on Slack. And I would hesitate to give too many updates on how I'm improving with, with a certain project or feature. Because I thought, you know, this guy is a CEO and stuff. He has more important talks and more important things to worry about. I'm only going to give like really important updates or only gonna call him if it's something that i really can't solve by myself um but he always told me you know it's extremely important to communicate above the level you deem as reasonable and to talk as much as possible to the other people in the office especially if it's a startup and they're like only four or five six people in the beginning Mm -hmm. it's very important to talk as much as you can about the things you're working on the problems the issues you face and also and what I didn't do at the beginning, like the first week or so, first two weeks, I was also very hesitant to ask for help <laughs> because I, thought, <laughs> I was kind of in the mindset, I want to... Backslash help. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was kind of in the mindset of, I want to prove myself, which I think is quite reasonable, especially if you're like in a new position and stuff. But it got to a point where I prefer to spend like four hours working on an issue or an error um, and only then, after I tried everything that I can and read every article on Google and Stack Overflow, only then would I ask for help. And again, what what um, he told me was that if you can't solve it within 20, like man. exactly, exactly, and what you can solve within a reasonable amount of time, do just ask for help right right away because you can you can save yourself five hours of um frying your brain by just asking someone and he can give you a quick solution in like two minutes you know Mm. but it's also an ego thing because you don't want to appear incompetent and you want to prove that you can do stuff by yourself but there there's a fine balance that (laughs) has to forgot the comma (laughs) right dude there was so one time i think i actually had like not a comma a semicolon in 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 semicolon yeah dude that was so fucking annoying i spent I think two hours finding that <laughs> because for some reason, like the the uh, error console didn't, didn't work properly, and 
or oh, I gosh. didn't set it up properly and I was just looking through hundreds of files and it was just a stupid semicolon somewhere. <laughs> oh, man. But whatever. <laughs> the perks of being a programmer. <laughs> yes. Man. <laughs> nice experiences. Yeah. yeah. A quite random anecdote on the side but let's get back to competition <laughs> no man but i i completely i can completely agree with that um with that communicate more than than you're supposed to like or then you then you feel that you feel like comfortable with. <laughs> yeah because i was also like the last semester in like a team manager position and it's always good to have updates on what the others are up to and whether they still need help or more time or, or no. <laughs> until the next meeting and stuff. And yeah, you just get a better overview and not just once a week at the team meeting or so. Yeah. yeah. Not and, and don't confuse that with micromanagement because <laughs> like, you know, that that's not a good thing to do. At least for for people who are competent and want to work for on their own and themselves, and they just feel enclosed, right? Um, but it's it's still very very good to see whether something is going into the right direction or whether something is like going in the completely opposite direction of of what you thought people were doing or <laughs> at the last team meeting, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Um, nice man. Yeah, yeah, but but back to, back to, to exactly. I'm trying to <laughs> come back to competition, man. Um, as a child, let's let's make it a bit more more positive or something. Okay, stuff. were were there any cool competitions you took place in or oh yeah, for sure. or for sure, lots um, of piano competitions, I assume. And yeah, I I had some musical competitions, piano competitions, and stuff like that. Um, I played what tennis I, what for I quite a few. Always years. wondered there in piano competitions is how do they even grade this stuff like do they count how many times you messed up or how <laughs> if, if and if everything is played perfectly what what is <laughs> it's such a subjective uh, thing in my mind man it, it is to some to some extent for sure um like in all all the arts but yeah, dude it's very hard to explain to someone um they use ai and compare it with <laughs> the original, <laughs> for sure, which they have the recording of from the 17th century. Bach or something. <laughs> okay, let me answer by by starting like look who's back. Um, back again, <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let me start by by asking because you've taught yourself basically how to play the piano, and yeah. you've told me once that you've realized or you you've started to understand music differently in a way yeah i've just i've started to understand the part of the little nuances that you don't hear um if you if you never played the piano and if you listen to someone play the piano right now but i'm on not even slightly comparable level to like understand what the fuck is the difference between uh, a lang lang playing there and a yasin playing there <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Ling Ling wannabe. <laughs> right. <laughs> Practicing yeah, yeah. 40 hours a day. I like um, because it sounds it sounds basically almost perfect in <laughs> both examples for me. <laughs> but I think I need to have a better little ego stroke understanding. Um but yeah. I mean look, what you've accomplished in the last what what is it, like two years almost? One and a half years. Wait, one and a half, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and you beginning to understand music differently in a way that's basically exactly the same for everyone who learns an instrument and mm. obviously the longer you play and the more complex stuff you play and the more performances you listen to and there are certain objective rules and measures by which one uh, one uh, how would you say Three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right no one performance right one performance may be better than the other and stuff like that mm. there are quite a few objective measures by which you can um by which you can, you can determine that and obviously imagine just improving but look, on your a competition skills. of like masters man like they don't make any mistakes in their playing anymore oh like, they do they do they do believe me they do. I mean, yeah, okay, I yeah. is a quite quite a noob compared to them. Good if you play like a forty-minute piece, and yeah, sure, but <laughs> sure, but again, it's not it's not really that much about um, 
making mistakes per se, like hitting a a different note. I mean, sure, that's that's it's quite embarrassing, obviously, especially if you're like a master piano player. I mean, that really shouldn't happen. Um, and also, <laughs> oh, if no. you're someone like me, that you pressed happen. the wrong piece of wood. <laughs> we have to exclude you from our community, right? Now. <laughs> we have to execute you. Yeah, it's a sin, man. Just like a Java program. <laughs> Oh, they missed the semicolon. Doesn't work. <laughs> right, but um, <laughs> what do I want to say? Damn it. Uh, okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's um, embarrassing to hit the wrong key. But yeah, pressing the wrong, yeah. wrong key, that's quite embarrassing. That shouldn't happen. And that's, that, that, that's something that's, you know, quite shitty. But it can be overlooked if everything else is basically perfect. And everything else is stuff like... And again, it's very hard to explain to someone who doesn't play any kind of instrument or doesn't just doesn't care about that. But there's things like phrasing, dynamics, um, yeah, sure. yeah. emotions, all of that. And I would argue that basically everyone, no matter how, and let's say musically incompetent they are, if you give them two performances of the same piece and one is played like by an by note playing robot. Um, yeah. like an AI of some sort and the others played by a world-class pianist they're gonna hear a difference even though they the exact same notes and the exact same speed and whatever um hey look man I watched a two set video two set violin video where they listened to um uh to what was it? Yeah, two, two sonatas or something created by an AI and by actual real ones. And they had to figure out whether it was created by an AI or whether it was real. <laughs> and they oh actually failed sometimes. That's insane. That is insane, yeah. That is, that is really cool. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> We're getting behind. <clears throat> Anyways, the point is that there are just <laughs> yeah. many nuances. And the more sure. experienced you are and the longer you play, the easier you can hear those nuances. And even between two world-class players, you can hear the difference. And mm. <clears throat> I would argue that even I, as a noob, <laughs> again, compared to those master players, <clears throat> dude, uh, I can often hear quite a big difference. I, I would say there are also some performers, some artists that have a real... Uh, a, a real specific individual sound. I mean, even when playing piano, it's the same instrument yeah. and they're pressing the same keys, but um, they have a very, very clear playing style and usually you can tell who it is. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, I mean, of course, again, there's some objective measures by which you can determine that, but there are also a lot of just subjective feelings and vibes and uh, just emotions that arise man that i wanted also that. to ask man is it is it a case that some players are just like overhyped because they're like the world-class meme players that everyone knows <laughs> and and they just have to be good because people say that there's is that part of of the thing as well like <laughs> overrating them in that sense do you mean in, in classical piano or just generally musicians? I don't know in general, from your experience or, you know, I mean, it's definitely the case in some competitions, isn't it? Do you mean that certain musicians are just over overestimated? They have a little bonus because they're a bit <laughs> special. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure it is. Like subjectively, um, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure that that judges are also influenced by that and maybe the status that the player holds. Or, you know, if it's someone... Like if it's wrestling, then I'd say John Cena is over. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if it's oh, When a, it comes to movies, man, everything The Rock plays in, right? right. <laughs> yeah, I think there there's certainly an aspect of that also in, let's say, clas classical musical competitions. I mean, if a Lang Lang place against someone you've never heard of then you're just gonna kind of assume that Lang Lang is better even though that may just not be true but Lang Lang is like mm -hmm. well known and has a huge social media following and has like his own music school and all of that and just everyone know knows him and loves him and he's incredibly successful and then comes some random Korean kid you've never heard of you know it's it, yeah there's certainly an yeah. aspect of just overestimating um, Lang Lang in that case uh, but that's what <laughs> I would say all competitions. It's just like like blind tasting, like foods of different uh, 
different brands, right? Exactly. <laughs> like taking the four hundred dollar Japanese rectangular, like like cube watermelon and comparing it to the random supermarket discount <laughs> <laughs> right actually sometimes I, you might don't find a might have not found a difference <laughs> yeah actually i i watched a video of gordon ramsay uh, a few days ago where you idiot sandwich <laughs> where's the <laughs> lamb sauce you know he has this uh the series called i think it's called has kitchen or something like that where he goes to yeah. like, restaurants and helps them become better and all of that and improve their food and all of that and he mm. went to a restaurant where the owners were were so sure that their cooks just weren't good enough and weren't cooking food that's good enough. Mm. Um, and when Gone Runs, he went there and kind of talked to the cooks and let them cook something for him. He realized that the cooks were actually really, really good and that the problem probably <laughs> lies in the owners. And then yeah. uh, what he tried, uh, what he did to test his hypothesis that the owners just probably didn't like the cooks for whatever reason Um he made the cooks god i said cook so many times uh he made the cooks cook a meal um and Hawk. he presented it to the owners <laughs> as as something that he had cooked you know yeah. and when it tasted they were like oh my god that's so amazing and it's incredible and the best mm. food i've ever eaten and after they ate some of it he said you know actually your cooks cooked that and that's their level they always cook at and then suddenly the owners were like yeah, well, no, actually, when I think about it, um, whatever isn't <laughs> yeah, good yeah, enough, sure. uh, the sauce is a bit too salty or whatever. Fresh the lamb, like sauce. <laughs> <laughs> lamb sauce. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, humans definitely are prone to that kind of misguided yeah. thinking. Thinking fast and slow. Yeah. Yeah, man. Sorry, we deviated again. I asked you about, like, competitions in your childhood or some that you really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, I think um what what i always kind of knew and what was reinforced to me um the last few weeks is that i i really enjoy competition of any kind like ah. i wouldn't say i need it but i really really enjoy it like i seek mm. competition with basically everything i do i mean obviously mostly a friendly competition not trying to hurt anybody just just um kind of having something you can compare compare yourself with and kind of um, someone you can destroy so, <laughs> i mean depends on the situation but sure um but i i really like competition i think i've always been someone who enjoyed competition and who mm. um who likes to seek it out um but obviously there is there is a level of competitiveness that isn't that healthy especially long term um mm. and i think a big part of that unhealthy competitiveness, let's say, comes from comparing yourself to people who are far, much further ahead than you and maybe are 10 years older than you and have already worked at, you know, five different companies and now work at Google or whatever. Comparing yourself to those people can be very unhealthy and toxic and you're, you're always going to fall short. But even compare yourself to people your age and to your peers, you're probably always going to come short because... The human brain has a tendency to only focus on comparing your insecurities to other people's successes, you know, comparing your weaknesses to other people's strengths. And obviously, you're always going to uh, fall short and you're always going to feel like you're not good enough and, and all of that. Um, but I think if it's measured, <laughs> um, then it can be a very good trait to have. Yeah, that's it. I don't know, man. I, I'm rambling today, but that's kind of my answer, I no guess. Worries, no worries. <laughs> what about you? It's Your experience with competition? Psychology. Yeah. Or however you call it. Kitchen psychology, right? <laughs> Kitchen table psychology. <laughs> what about me, man? Yeah, I already stated it. Like, I, I think I never really enjoyed competitions. <laughs> mm, that's weird. It's weird that you say that, but I'm going to let you finish. It might that. have to do. Mm, Huh, that's a good question. But I I think it's it's not wanting to be reduced at the results of the competition. I mean obviously it's cool to win, right? But if if I lose the competition, then it feels like I'm I'm reduced at that loss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
because that day was like about the competition, right? So that that might be part of it. Probably that I don't like to lose. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But in that way, you are competitive. I mean, I would definitely consider you someone who is competitive. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe not at the official competitions, right? <laughs> okay. Official competitions I usually did not pay, take part in. Or I hated to, to take part in. Man, like, in, in elementary school, you know those sports games uh, that you had, like, that were going on in all of Germany? Like, <laughs> right, uh, yes. Like, the Olympia, like, an Olympia just for, like, uh, children. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck those, man. <laughs> <laughs> I did so not enjoy them. Yeah. Okay, but why did you not? I mean, surely if you would have always been the best of your class or of your school, you would, would, you would have enjoyed them for sure. Yeah, it's probably part of it, right? Like we tend to hate stuff we're not good in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hate maths. No, you're just not good at it. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. That's okay, why you're interesting. That that might might that I I I think that's the reason. <laughs> yeah. But how much would you say? How big of a role does competitiveness play in your life in general? If you try new things, if you you know work as a consultant, all of that. Yeah, fuck, I went 100% at the very first second of me starting that, <laughs> that thing. And 10 seconds later, I want to be at 150%. Right, right. <laughs> That's probably the problem, yeah. Yeah, how big of a role? Like, I, it, it's the conflict you, you hinted at right at the beginning. I, I don't want to compare myself to the other people because I know it's damaging my self-worth feelings and, and shit. Yeah. And I and I can't be good. Uh, I can't be good in every aspect, just like the others. <laughs> and still, I want those fucking one hundred fifty percent and sacrifice my life for that. I don't know. It's such a such a stupid psychology yeah. thing. <clears throat> but it's. Hmm. But I think I act more out of a fear of failing and and letting myself down or uh, ruining my future life than than actually wanting to be better than everyone else in the thing, right? Right, okay. So it's fueled yeah. by fear, basically. To some extent. To an extent. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I mean, yeah, it's interesting because it's similar for me. <laughs> it's more of a push than a pull factor. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, okay, obviously it depends on what you're trying to achieve and uh, what you're doing and what the competition is, but yeah, man, yeah, man, for sure. <laughs> I can relate to that. I don't know. I want to say so many things, but <laughs> I basically forgot all of them. My brain is just not working today. Yeah, um, no worries, man. Exam phase over. But yeah, holiday but mode what on. I remembered as you we were talking is a trap I I sometimes fall into when it comes to competition, which is to view things that aren't a competition as competition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> True. Mm -hmm. You know. And actually, I have quite a recent anecdote about that, um, which I, I thought a lot about over the last few weeks, if I ever want to and talk about that in public honestly <laughs> yeah. because it kind of fucked with me um but you know the good old saying that i mean it's not a saying it's just a concept of if you if can you drop the hydrogen bomb can't then talk drop about it, it then oh. it still has power over you and stuff like that yeah so yeah i'm I just gonna talk about from it. the grips of it yeah, kind of, kind of. Although I think it's going to still take some time. Anyways, what I want to talk about when it comes to as re relating to viewing things as competition that aren't really competitions um, is a recent thing that happened to me. 
Uh, <laughs> Come which, on, the tension is already built up. I know, I know, I'm building the tension. <laughs> <laughs> I'm annoying the people out there. Yes. And now, a little break from our sponsor. Right, right, right. <laughs> ah, wait, actually, I just remember... No, just kidding. So... And that's it with this week's episode. See uh, you again next month. <laughs> no, I mean, no. I, uh, Sorry, go ahead. I wanted to get into a scholarship, which you know about, which we talked about extensively. Um, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. And I didn't get in. I didn't tell you yeah. that, but now I, I told you mm. that publicly, which is, I don't know if, if I'm going to regret that or not. <laughs> if you <don't. laughs> but whatever. Uh, I didn't get what in. a failure! Oh, he didn't Dude, get into the scholarship yeah, I, program. Where, <laughs> yeah, man, you you basically lost your life now. But yeah, I know, I know, I'm terrible. But yeah, it's really yeah. But I, I can see, years. I can see. I mean, I I see that you put a lot of work in, and it's shitty when things not work out, right? Yeah, and but the issue I had now, I reflected on that quite a bit and tried to figure out where it <laughs> went wrong. Because it was it was quite a weird experience. I mean, for one, it was online via Zoom, which already was quite shitty. Yeah. Um, but the other part is, I think there were three main aspects. One aspect definitely was that I was kind of afraid of being authentic. You know, I tried yeah. to fit a persona that I thought they would like to see. Uh, the second yeah. one is, as I mentioned, viewing that process as a competition when really it wasn't. And mm -hmm. basically everyone else around me didn't view it as competition in that sense. But I was yeah. kind of um, very, or not very, but more tense than usual, which led to me, you know, not being, re not really being uh, able to be myself. And the third thing was that it was weird because I... I certainly felt like it went quite well, especially in the one-on-one -on -one talks, um, because I really engaged with the people who interviewed me, and we talked back and forth, and I asked them questions, and they asked me questions, and we, it, it, it was a very free interview, you know, it wasn't like question-answer, and we laughed a lot, and I made jokes and whatever, it, it seemed really nice, actually, and yeah. they seemed to like me and all of that, and I was able to answer basically all questions. Um, and, but at the same time, as I was answering and as I was in the interviews, and that's why it was so weird because kind of objectively, superficially seemed to go very well. But at the same time, as I said, I, I was kind of trying to be a persona and I was kind of trying to be different than I usually am. Um, which again, led to a very strange dynamic now reflecting back on it. And what I want to say with that is, I mean, obviously fucked with me and I, I kind of had a feeling that it wouldn't work out. Um, but then I got the letter saying that I didn't get in and all of that. I mean, obviously I'm going to try uh, in some semesters to get in there again. I mean, I'm obviously not giving up, dude. <laughs> I'm yeah. never giving up. Uh, no, but I mean, that's one you can apply for so many times, so do that. Yeah, yeah. but obviously, I mean... Yeah, you also sent me quite a few resources and to help me prepare and all of that. And I mm. prepared for maybe two months, you could say. I mean, not every day, oh, but, shit, yeah, yeah. you know, and I was basically, I knew the whole process inside and mm. out. And I was, I had prepared, I think, over 120 questions for the one-on-one -on -one talks and all of that. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was wow. like really prepared, mm. but for some reason... um I, I think I was Maybe over prepared. Maybe you prepared too much, even. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was no. over prepared, and, and that's I why you you thought you want to fit the program so well that you made up a persona, did you not? Yeah, and mm. I think for that reason, I was I kind of stripped myself of the ability to improvise in that case, and, and to improvise mm. in the sense to just be myself and say things how I want to say them. Um, yeah. And yeah, again, I viewed it as competition, and that got me kind of tense because obviously the people who were there were all incredibly smart and uh, very well spoken and it's uh it, it was kind of how would you say threatening in some sense you know and i think the interviewers could feel that uh, not that, mm -hmm. that i felt threatened necessarily but that i maybe even was trying too hard 
you know, to be a certain yeah. version. And I knew that as I was talking and they certainly felt it because, you know, they didn't, <laughs> didn't choose me in the end. And mm. that... I wonder, did you, did you get any specific feedback? Like, or no, is it they, just not possible because of that many applicants? Yeah, they don't give you any feedback. Okay. You basically just get a letter and it says, yeah, I'm, uh, we're sorry, but you didn't get in. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Have a nice <laughs> life, basically. <laughs> and... Yeah, I mean, it, it it fucked with me quite a bit. Here's and I, just to jump off. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, not not to that extent, obviously. But I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't angry at the process or at the people and all of mm. that. I think they did the job. And I, I probably wouldn't have given me the scholarship if I would have interviewed me in the way I was kind of acting. Yeah. Um, but, of course, I noticed how much of my self-worth was kind of attached to that and to success in yeah. general and to winning and to getting what I want when I want it, kind of, uh, which in high mm. school, you know, usually works out wonderfully. Uh, but in university, it's quite a bit more, um, maybe not difficult, but especially in the first semester when you're thrown into a new environment, at least for me, it took some time to recalibrate myself after high school and after the year off to kind of mm. get back into the rhythm of things. And I mean, obviously I learned a lot from, from that experience, but yeah, I mean, I, I would lie if I, if I said that, uh, I was perf perfectly fine after that and it didn't bother me <laughs> because it did. And I felt mm. like I didn't only let myself down. Um, I kind of let people down who, sounds so cheesy man who believed in me and who who supported me and even you who helped me with all that stuff i mean <laughs> no, no man no but no, it man. was kind of i just dude, sent you some documents it's not like i invested ten thousand bucks into you it's like yeah man i want i just wanted the best for you you don't have to fulfill any expectations just no it, it's not about <laughs> expectations I, yeah. I know it sounds like that it's, it's not about that it's just that i had everything and more that i needed to be successful in that and just because much. of my own yeah. fuck up, yeah, I had too much probably. And just because of my own fuck up and of my mm. um, bad strategy, I failed. Mm. You know, it's kind of just being pissed at myself for Man. not doing what yeah. I knew I should have done. And I kind of knew but in now the back you of know. my mind. Yeah, well, now I know. Like the worst sure. thing you could do is work, walk out of that and just ignore it. Like, like or just try to, to not not think about it anymore yeah like i think you you already took away quite a lot of learnings from it for sure but i mean as far obviously. as it, it seems like for me and, and it might hurt but i i feel like you you already analyzed it to some extent uh quite deeply already and you, you know what strategies you should not <laughs> do anymore like no actually what i did <laughs> dude i'm such a weird person but what i did after i got that letter was I hung it up on the wall over my laptop um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I could I, I like could where this is going. <laughs> yeah, and I left it there for a few days and I told myself mm. I'm going to leave it there until A, it's not hurting me anymore to look at it mm. and B, until I have figured out what went wrong and what was the reason for me not succeeding in that. And only oh, after that I like did that. I put it down. It was quite uh, metaphorical and symbolic, <laughs> but it helped quite a lot. Well, the fact. It, it seems like you might have lost one battle there, but you, at the same time, you, lo you won a completely different one. <laughs> yeah, man, we're going to see. Or you're still see. at the process of winning it. Yeah, We're going to see. But obviously, you know, um, again, to come back to competition and to comp comparing yourself, comparison is obviously a big part of competition. Um, you know, you who you're very obviously academically su successful in your, and all of that and, you know, on all of that scholarships and all the stuff you do on the side. Uh, also, Hannah, who was on the podcast, who helped me quite a bit um, with the application, pro or the, not the application process, but just on giving me tips and stuff. Um, and yeah, dude, it's just very hard to then not compare myself and honestly just feel like fucking stupid <laughs> after that um and not not necess necessarily stupid because uh, not necessarily stupid in the way that i'm too stupid for the program more that 
I'm too stupid to know uh, to do what I know I should do and to approach the thing with a strategy I know would work and not with the thing I think I should do um, because other people have done it like that. You know, that was that was one of the first and probably the last times um, where I'm going to try to do things different than how I know they work for me just because other people have done it like that. Mm. You know, um, but anyways... Uh, the moral of the story is, I don't know if, if it has any more. I'm just sharing my anecdote here. And maybe you can take something away from that and not be discouraged by uh, failures, especially in your early university life, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just rambling. I have no idea. But yeah, as I said, I kind of now talked about it because I don't like th those things to kind of pull me down and to have control over me because if you think if you keep things secret then that means they have control over you so to some yeah. extent definitely yeah oh man yeah yeah <laughs> you know what's funny i had a quite a similar experience about two two and a half weeks ago because i was also applying or I'm still in the process of applying for some other elite scholarship thing. And I had an interview like one and a half hours with some super crazy professor uh, from physics. Yeah. And obviously it's part of the that program to put pressure on you in that one and a half hour interview. Like they try to figure out whether you're a good leadership person and stuff. And they... <laughs> And they want to take you apart. And it felt like they totally managed to take me apart. <laughs> like um. my, my total self-worth and my... <laughs> like, yeah. That was also not a nice experience. Yeah, I can imagine. Like they, they, they... It felt like they, they managed to make me feel completely incompetent and stupid. Yeah. And to some extent, they might have been right. <laughs> because, yeah. Yeah, because to some extent, they asked questions where I thought I was more reflected than average. But it turned out I wasn't. Like, considering my, my worldview or my value system or other stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the scholarship programs Which, are quite mm. quite intense, usually. And the more prestigious they are, the more difficult it is to get in. And the more they try to, as you said, um, yeah. put pressure on you and see how you deal with that. Um, I certainly had also some of yeah, that. The best thing you can do is stay calm, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, yeah. Absolutely. But I also no noticed about the whole scholarship interview process that, and I, I think you said it in the beginning of the episode, it doesn't really matter all that much when it comes to rhetorical abilities, what you say, like the contents mm. of what you say, it's much it more important. It should not matter. Ah, it yeah. should not matter, how but you, usually it's much more important how you say it and how you how you make the other people feel and how yes. competent you appear to be. Uh, yeah, I did I've, not I've, appear so, competent at all, I think, there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I really noticed that about um, some people I've heard of who got in uh, this round mm. and who I kind of talked a bit or um, have seen talking in the whole interview process and they were pretty good at again just they, they were very good at talking that's the point they were yes. very good at appearing competent and all of that and some of or actually which is I don't know a bit weird some of the people who got in don't really have the let's say the requirements to get in in that, at least the scholarship I, I've applied for, they really want someone who has multiple interests and who pursues them and who sees other things other than just his major and studying all day. Um, and someone who, you know, is proactive and all of that. Um, and Which I, I can t say for you, you kind of fulfill, yes? Yeah, and it was weird because now, now I'm getting... <laughs> 
<laughs> now, now it sounds like I'm uh, I'm blaming the the internet. Yeah, yeah, process. sure, but it's, it's not, not like only that. your fault. Like it, it can't only be your fault. It, yeah, again, I'm not blaming. The There's a lot of psychology or anything like that. Yeah, and I, I again, I wouldn't have taken me <laughs> after that whole interview process <laughs> probably. Um, but I choose I, you, Yasin. Go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, Pokemon. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I've heard of some people who are like, have very broad interests and do a lot of with them and, you know, work mm. at um, pro bono companies or whatever and do a ton of stuff um, other than studying <laughs> just for the major yeah. and have a ton of interests and incredible resumes and all of that. Um, and for some reason just didn't get in. And other people who just got out of high school and started studying whatever, for some reason, got it. So, I don't know. It's hard to determine what exactly they're looking for. I mean, because apparently what they say they're looking for and what they're actually looking for, there seems to be a discrepancy between that. Mm-hmm. I think it's much more important how you appear and how competent you appear yes. and how how smart and whatever. Then it and that's is the issue that, that, I'm, that I was things. taking with the whole thing. That was yeah. the issue I was taking with the whole thing. Because in and maybe that's my own fault, but in, in like one hour or one and a half hour, I can't possibly put down my whole personality and all the cool things that I'm doing and I'm able to do in, in that one interview. And that might very well also be my fault because I'm a bad communicator or whatever. But yeah replacing the, the the actual questions of how good i am with my job with the easier to answer question of how simple uh, how, how ca- good can i relate with that person and how good is he at talking and and putting out shit there is is a trap that many interviews fall into sadly yeah absolutely but again i'm not playing the interview process at all and yeah. uh, i certainly didn't shine <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, not with contents and not with rhetorical abilities whatsoever um so yeah i mean I'm j- i just learned my lessons and i'm i'm gonna move on and i'm gonna try to also find other, sc- other scholarships until then and just try to get into um that one scholarship maybe in a few semesters mm. um yeah but again i think it's kind of important <laughs> for most people to talk about their failures quite openly. I mean, not publicly yes. necessarily. What I'm doing right now isn't the most comfortable yeah, I'm sure thing we to get, do. I'm but sure we get nice least, feedback. Yeah, but at least someone, you know, you trust Don't and destroy him, guys. talk to often. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just someone you trust and talk to often mm. or whatever and just share whatever feelings you have and it doesn't always i i have yeah, a tendency man. to do thanks that thanks for trusting trusting me and the community yeah man for sure but it doesn't always and that's a trap i fall into i think probably guys fall into that trap more than girls it's just a stereotype but it's kind of true <laughs> um mm. because girls tend to be more in touch with their emotions uh, whereas guys like us <laughs> have a hard harder time to do that and usually what i do is when I feel something, I first try to figure it out and try to find a solution to it and try to deal with that on my own. And maybe a few weeks after I have the emotions, I'm going to talk about it. You know? <laughs> it's my approach, man. <laughs> you know? After I always... When I'm still in the decision-making process, I never talk about the, the things that are bothering me or things I'm still unsure about. <laughs> I only exactly. talk then about the decisions I already took a week ago. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just uh, to I'm communicate just, them. But that's, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, I think we're first trying to figure out how to deal with that and first trying to find a solution and deal with that on our own. And then Always on our own, we yes. can talk about that. Yeah. And I mean, ah. from reading a ton of articles and... Man, from the, the thing topic, you just told me with four hours of finding a semicolon or stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Ask yeah. for help before that. <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> kind of like that. And I think it's important to get into the habit to some extent to just share your emotions ex- as habits. you experience them <laughs> yeah many habits exactly <laughs> emotional many habits yes. to share emotions as you experience them um and to not always try to seem super objective objective and rational and try to pretend like those things don't bother you because they do <laughs> you know um 
but I'm I'm talking like it's more or less because I don't actually do that and I have a hard time doing that <laughs> because you I don't talk like about it. the stuff you should be doing <laughs> exactly I'm basically just talking to <laughs> which myself which is also okay so yeah, you're a hypocrite I definitely <laughs> so but you know where you're heading that's that's the, the only thing you need <laughs> yeah for sure for sure um but anyways dude there was oh man we started with competition let's, and now kind of let's end it on a nice note man what what now really what what was a nice competition you took part in <laughs> what was a nice competition oh god i think I, I had a lot of nice competition i think especially i mean even the musical competitions were actually quite nice um mm. you know you meet, meet a lot of new people and you get great feedback and you know exactly where you need to improve your technique or whatever but also i played tennis for quite a few years i think almost 10 years and um i was at a lot of competitions there and i think sport competitions in that way differ a lot from musical competitions it's it's honestly it's much more fun it's just much more lighthearted. Mm. At, at least to me it was um <laughs> it depends on on whether it's with fighting involved or not <laughs> sure for sure but uh yeah i made a lot of great friends and memories from that um other than that competitions dude i don't know i think those are like the t two kinds of official competitions i've participated in um but i mean sure you could consider high school and all of that a competition or maybe even personal like sports going to the gym and stuff you could cons consider competition with yourself um dieting whatever being disciplined um yeah but that's a whole nother topic <laughs> maybe for another episode maybe for the next episode mm. if you don't have any ideas left um yeah but that's kind of my answer and now to you what's competitions you've participated <laughs> in that you actually Man, enjoyed i think i think competitions that i enjoy is are um competitions that i take part in not to be good or anything but rather um competitions to take part in just to have taken part in them like a, a race i took part in like a mountain bike marathon and i knew i wasn't gonna win <laughs> but it's 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 like a competition against yourself because you want to finish that fucking hard race and <laughs> yeah for sure and at the end of it you feel just good because you fucking finished before the time ran out <laughs> but but even if you finish last place who cares when you, you just participated yeah yeah for sure so that that's very nice and another one i quite enjoyed was also in sports table tennis the local club right. like lots lots of old men over the age of 60 <laughs> and me the young lad 18 years old <laughs> playing doubles <laughs> that was so nice right. seeing how our 70 year people are taking you apart <laughs> yeah yeah I remember you yeah. telling me about that at school always. You were telling me, oh man, my that team, week that I, I, I played against the others. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We actually were second, I think, of, of the whole uh, club internal competition, which takes nice. like place once a year. And, and it was really nice. <laughs> really cool, man. So cool. But it all obviously was thanks to my, I don't know how old he was, 65-year-old partner who was so good, <laughs> who saved my ass there. A real yeah, master of his craft. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, competitions don't have to be shitty. It's, and I guess, I guess it depends on how you see them and, yeah. And whether it's a competition that you make out of something that shouldn't be a competition and whether you can be authentic in that competition and whether you attach stuff too much to your self-worth and lots of stuff to consider. But I guess the next time you participate at a competition, voluntarily or not, ask yourself what you want to get out of it and whether it will make you lead a happy life <laughs> or whether it will damage your self-worth to some extent because yeah. you're attached in some sort of way think about that stuff i think that's that's useful and enjoy the competition if it's a, an enjoyable one yeah enjoy the process as they always say yes all right man nice, nice man to end this Ooh. week's episode dude we went over quite a few things i hope you guys at home I enjoyed, enjoyed it. it as much as we did and could take some valuable things away from it and if so, feel free to 
like this podcast to give it a nice rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all the other platforms you 99.9% of our listeners are already subscribed. Do you want to be the only one who isn't? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it and feel free to leave us a review and to give us feedback um, through our email address or whatever I'll other destroy channel you find ourselves. <laughs> right. <laughs> and destroy me. Um, no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, so hope to see you guys next week. And dude, this intro is just terrible. I'm all over, all over the place. What I want it's to say is that Dude, again, <laughs> yeah, I'm all over the place. I don't make any sense. It's late. It's late and I didn't have coffee today. Um, I just hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. And I hope you tune in for next week's episode, which is going to be just as enjoyable as this one or even more enjoyable. And have a nice week. <laughs> Take care of yourself. You so convinced, man. Be productive <laughs> and happy. <laughs> and whatever. <laughs> And for those of you who are still cleaning their house or doing some sports, come on, 10 more. <laughs> 10 more. Right. Yeah. Nice guy. Not, not, man, dude, that was an awesome workout. Congrats. And yeah. that window, spot on clean. I can see through it. Amazing. Yeah. For the to first the other end of weeks. the world, man. <laughs> right. So, guys, enjoy the rest Love of the day guys. and the rest of your weeks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> What was that?